Ladies and gentlemen, please direct your attention to the arena. Player one is entering the field. Champion of games like Uno, Phase 10, and Grape Escape. Please make welcome the King of Cards, Kyle! Thank you, Gamer City! Player two is entering the field. And the challenger, undefeated, untested, and understandably confident, put your hands together for the one, the only, Gabriella! It's just a game. Thanks, though. The two opponents face off and bump fists. Usually, we'd have them shake hands, but, well, you know. Are you ready? Are you? I asked first. The tension is palpable in the arena as the players take their positions. The deck is shuffled, hands dealt. You may begin. Kyle starts off strong with a ten of diamonds. Gabriella follows up with a five of clubs. Kyle takes the trick. Point scored. Kyle. You know, you can just give up now. I've noticed it saves a lot of time. That's all right. It's not over until it's over, and you're begging for a rematch. Hmm, some serious trash talk from the contestants. I'm not sure if that's legal. You only rematch? Then I'll need is to light a fire to warm myself after cool moves like this. Penalty. Unnecessary lameness. Minus one point. Aw, oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It actually kind of was. Whatever. It's your move. How's that? Point scored. Gabriella. All right. No more Mr. Nice Guy. This means war. That is the name of the game. Things are heating up here in the arena, and we'll be right back after this short break. Don't go away. Hi, Fiona. Come on in. Good morning, Lionel. How are you this morning? Pretty well, and yourself? I'm well. Am I the first to arrive this morning? Nope. Kyle and his friend Gabriella are here. They're playing cards in the garage. Oh, someone new? New to the garage, anyway. Come on, I'll introduce you. Um, I think I just won again, Kyle. That's not... Are you cheating or something? No, unless there's some sort of rule that you're not telling me. Sounds like things are getting interesting in here. You can say that again. Gabby's won every game we've played today. Sorry? I wouldn't be, dear. It just means Kyle's not used to being challenged. I'm Fiona, by the way. Gabriella, but you can call me Gabby or Ella. Whatever is easier for you. You're too kind. Except when it comes to card games. <laughs> Maybe Fiona and I could join in to see if Gabriella's really as good as you say. If you don't mind, that is. Not at all. Here, I'll make some room for you. You guys go ahead without me. I've got to get this tea ready. Oh, yes. Mustn't forget the tea. Be right back. Would you like me to deal, Kyle? I've got it. You know how to play Old Maid, Miss Fiona? I beg your pardon? The... the... the card game? Oh, <laughs> yes. Of course. Hello? Anyone here? Over here, Ashley. How are you this morning? Honestly? A little concerned. Are you okay? Eh, I've been better, Kyle. What happened? Are you okay? Yeah, I just got a lot of questions for Mr. Jacobs. Anything I can do? Maybe, but I'd like to hear what you both have to say about it. We're about to start a new game. You want in? Nah, I'll just listen to the radio. 
All right, everyone. Is there room on the table for the drinks tray? Yeah, go ahead, Mr. Jacobs. I was done playing anyway. No luck, Kyle? I don't understand it. Between Miss Fiona and Gabby, I haven't won once. It's like I've never played before. We can do something else. There are a lot more board games over there that we could try. Okay, but I get to pick one out. Fine by me. Hmm, Kyle's met his match, it would seem. That it would. Thank you for the tea. Not at all. Hope it's up to snuff. It's fine, Lionel. Um, Mr. Jacobs, do you have a minute? Oh, hello, Ashley. I didn't know you were here. What do you need? I kind of have a question for both you and Miss Fiona. I was hoping you'd have answers. Sounds serious. We can certainly try. All right. Well, I was listening to some pastors on my computer last night. You know, like on the internet. And they were talking a lot about what's going on in the world today, like fires, wars, hurricanes, diseases. And they said it was all because the world was going to end soon. Hmm. I see. Yeah. And I admit I haven't really looked into all the Bible verses about the end of the world. But the verses they were talking about made it sound like things are going to get really bad, like really soon. Like God was using all of these bad things to punish the world for all of the bad things we do, and it was just going to get worse. It was kind of scary, and I'm a little worried. Is everything they're saying true? Well, I don't think we can say one way or another, seeing as we didn't hear everything they said. But I think we can help clear things up. Where should we start, Fiona? Hmm, to start with, the Bible does say in many places that the earth has a lot of hard times coming. Wars, fires, and the rest of it are all signs that we live in a world that is falling apart because of the wrong things people have done. So it is God punishing us? I don't know if I would go that far. There is a difference between God's judgment and natural disasters and wars. That's true. In Luke 13 and John 9, Jesus explains that when bad things happen, they aren't necessarily because God is angry with anyone. Bad things and good things happen to good people and bad people, like it says in Matthew 5:45. Okay, so how do we know when something bad is God judging people? Good question. I have a few answers. I found that when God judges anyone for doing what is wrong, he tends to let them know what is happening. 2 Peter 2:5, Acts 5, and in the stories of Jonah and the Exodus, when God brought judgment, the people knew why. Another thing about God's judgment I've noticed is that he makes sure that those who follow him are not harmed in the midst of it all. What do you mean? Take the stories of Noah and the ark in Genesis, or the plagues of Egypt in Exodus. When God was bringing his judgment upon the wicked, he made sure that those who were faithful to him were kept safe. And you know, I might just have a script about that. Of course you do. Should I go tell the others? <laughs> Let me go find it first. And I believe I will listen to the radio while you do so. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the fruitful drama, The Wheat and the Weeds, an adapted biblical parable about God's judgment. Once upon a time, there was a farmer who owned a field. Most of us do. She also had a farmhand who helped her with the chores and the hard work around the farm. Yep, me and Buck do everything around here. You betcha, boss. What's on the agenda today? It looks like we'll be planting seed. Sounds good. Potatoes, corn, squash, soybeans? No, I'm thinking wheat will be the best for this year. Okie dokie, I'll go hook up the tractor. And so they spent the whole day sowing wheat seeds. 
It was hard work, and by the time they had finished it, it was just about time for bed. Good work today, Buck. See you in the morning. You bet. Good night. But what neither of them knew was that night a rogue wind blew in from the Thorngrove Valley, bringing with it seeds. Thousands of seeds. Thousands of puffy white seeds. The weeks passed, and the wheat plants eventually pushed their slender heads from the soil. Ah, fresh air at last. Hello, world. But along with the wheat, another kind of plant was also pushing its way to the surface. Ah, uh, what a crummy morning. What are you looking at? Um, I was just noticing that you didn't look very much like a wheat plant. How very observant of you. That would be because I'm a thistle plant. Asteracea circium, to the more refined. Which ain't me. <laughs> eh, right. When the farmer and the farmhand saw what had happened, they were shocked. Where'd all these weeds come from? Should we pull them up? Ow! It smarts! No, we'd better leave them. If we pull up the thistles, we might accidentally pull up the young wheat with them. Let's just wait. Ha! Hear that? Looks like I'm here to stay. I think you'd best make room for us thistles. We need a lot of room, you know? Ow! Okay, I'll just stay over here then. And so the thistles and the wheat grew up together, drinking the same water, breathing the same air, and digging into the same soil. When will this end? Hey! You're taking up too much sun. Move over. Ow! All right, Buck, it's time. Go get your gloves. We got a field to harvest. No problemo, boss. The farmer and her farmhand started by uprooting all of the thistles and throwing them into a pile. Hey, hey, what's going on? You ready to cook some marshmallows? Absolutely tootin' lootly, boss. Uh-oh. As for the wheat, the farmer and her farmhand diligently harvested it all, bundling it up and putting it in the barn. Wow, it's nice and dry in here. Thanks. The moral is that there is good in this world as well as bad, and God sees this. He could just wipe out all the bad here and now, but he knows if he does, he would be missing his chance to save as many people as he can. But rest assured, when the time is right, he will destroy all evil forever and keep those who trust in him safe forever. Looking thoughtful there, Ashley. Yeah, is everything all right? I'm fine, Gabriella. I was just thinking about the drama about the wheat and the thistles and the rest of what we were talking about, and I'm just trying to fit it all together. God's judgment is a rather big topic. Okay. So I think me and Gabby missed something. Yeah, who's getting judged? Oh, right, you were off playing games. We were talking about whether or not all of the bad things going on like fires, hurricanes, and the coronavirus. Exactly. Whether or not all of those things were God punishing us for all of the bad things we have done. And Lionel and I were explaining that God's punishment looks a little different. Yeah, usually God tells people why they're being punished and God keeps those he isn't punishing safe. Oh, that's what the drama was about. Right. But one thing I still don't get... What's that, Ashley? What does this have to do with the end of the world? The end of the world? Yeah, 
The pastors I've been listening to keep saying that these bad things are all signs of the end times. Sounds creepy. It can sound that way, Kyle, but to answer your question, Ashley, parts of the Bible like Luke 21 tells us that things are going to be hard. There will be wars, earthquakes, storms, people will treat Christians badly. You get the picture. Yeah, bad stuff. That's right, Gabriella. But God tells us in that chapter that these things are a sign that the time is coming when he will make everything right. A sign? It's like when we see the leaves and trees changing color. We know that fall is coming soon. And when that happens, all of the evil and pain and death in the world will be destroyed. And only the good and the loving and the holy will be left and will stay that way forever. When you put it that way, the end of the world doesn't sound like a bad thing. That's because if you think about it, it isn't for those who love God. And that's why God tells us to stop doing what is wrong and to tell others about Him so that they can be saved too. Wow, I hadn't thought of it like that before. Do you guys talk about this kind of stuff all the time? Well, not always. Just mostly. Oh, it sounds like I'll have to be back again soon then. Back? Are you leaving? We're gonna go hang out at the Old Forest Bridge with Everett and Bailey. See you guys later. Thanks for coming by. I better head out too. Should I turn off the radio on my way out? Oh, I'll get it, dear. 